Haggai chapter 2. I'm, I'm trying to decide which way to go. Let's start from Haggai chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. Haggai 2, 22 to 23. And let me start by talking about supernatural overthrow. We have supernatural overtaking. We have supernatural speed and all the other supernatural things. But this morning, I want to talk to us about supernatural overthrow as a way of introduction. And then we'll just see where God will lead us. Amen. I know I'm expecting, and my miracles will be greater than yours. There's always a turning point for people. There's always a turning point. And there's always a boiling point. I was reading a book as I was flying back from the funeral I went for this morning. And there is a, a phrase that I learned. It's called a tipping point. The tipping point. T-I-P-P-I-N-G. Tipping point. Or the saturation point. Or the boiling uh, point, is it temperature they call it? There's a, a, a point at which water, when you're heating it, will do nothing else but boil. Start boiling. Same thing with saturation. Same thing with tipping. There's a level, I believe that there is a place we get to and things just have to break. You know, it's like water. When, you, when water is dropping into a glass, you know, it keeps dropping and it looks like nothing is happening. And then it fills up, but the water keeps dropping. And then it gets to a point where the water is level with the tip of the glass. And then one more drop and an overflow occurs. Get ready. I know that I'm speaking into somebody's life. Your saturation, your tipping point, your boiling, your overthrow point. As we enter the last three months of this year. Boy, you will not even recognize yourself. When God is done with you. Well, Father, I receive it in Jesus' name. There's always a point where enough is enough. Anyway, Haggai chapter 2, verse 22. I feel that I need to share this with you. And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen. Notice that. And I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them. And the horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. Notice that it's everyone by the sword of his brother. You don't even need to fight. They will bring down each other. I say they will bring down each other in the name of Jesus. He said, I will overthrow the throne. The throne, I will overthrow the throne 
I will overthrow the chariots. Should I explain it to you? Every power that reigns on the earth has a base. Every king has a throne, has a throne room, has a base. Every king has a throne. When his throne is overthrown, his kingdom crashes because he has no more power base. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings 9.33. 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 33. Let's pick it up from verse 30. 2 Kings 9.33. And he said, no, go to verse 30. Let's pick it up. They're talking about Jezebel. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face and tired her head and looked out at a window. 31. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace? Who slew his master? And Jehu lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. And he said, throw her down. So they threw her down. And some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. And he trod her underfoot. Go back to 32. God will... Notice that there were some two or three eunuchs God had prepared all those years to be on standby for a day like that. They didn't care. They threw her down. These were people working for her. Grabbed her and threw her down for somebody they were not working for. Notice in verse 30 that she was seated up high on some tower or some upstairs place. Which had time to explain to you, of course, you know that we're not against flesh and blood, we're against spiritual places, spiritual wickedness in high places. In high places. Every power sitting, standing in high places against your destiny shall be thrown down this week. And it's going to be so wonderful that those who have been helping and sustaining that power are the ones that will turn around and work against that power in your favor, in the name of Jesus. So why do you say all these kind of things? Because I know what I've seen. Jeremiah 1, 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 10. I know I'm speaking concerning someone. God created all of what you and I know as heaven and earth in six days by speaking. That's all God does. 
The only thing God does, well, one of the major things God does is to speak. Let there be light. Let the earth bring forth. God is a very busy speaker. Let Sister Jane receive her miracle. And the angels go to work. Let Pastor Chusey receive his breakthrough. And the angels go to work. Once God speaks, things begin to happen. This week, God will speak on somebody's behalf. Jeremiah 1.10 See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. There are certain things, look at me, that you ought not to pray about. No, you throw them down. Micah 5.11. Now go to Psalms 18, verse 37. I'm going to tie it up, and then we go to the main thing. Psalms 18, verse 37. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. Notice that. I pursued I overtook them. He didn't say he prayed. Everything is not a function of your prayers only. You can pray, but you're not really fed up with what you're going through. It requires a getting fed up before you can overthrow or overthrow or throw down. If you're not fed up, your problem will not be fed up. You want to throw it down? He says, no, I want to throw you down. May you get fed up with all these wiles of the devil this week. Amen. Psalms 18, verse 37. Psalms 18, verse 37, hurry. Did I give that? Okay, Micah 5.11, Micah 5.11. And I will cut off the cities of thy land and throw down all thy strongholds and throw down all thy strongholds. Hmm. In the last portion, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 to 7. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error which proceeded from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Somebody says something is wrong with this. Say it again. Put up the NIV of that verse 5 to 7. Say something's wrong with this. Say, wrong with, say something's wrong with this picture. He said, servants, uh -huh. there is an evil I have seen under the sun, the sort of error that arises from a ruler. 
Fools are put in many high positions, while the rich occupy the low positions. I have seen slaves on horseback, while princes go on foot like slaves. There's something wrong with this. Whoever has your portion has to come down today. So you can have your portion. You are not designed to walk while others are riding your horses. You're not designed to walk while, or, and beg while others are living in your houses and driving your cars and having your husbands and wives and having your money. Say, I want my money. When do you want your money? Well, say it like you mean it then. Pastor, why did you give us so many scriptures just... I gave you the scriptures to say this to you, that God is about to throw down some things that you have to ask him. You've got to ask him first before he can move. What do you want him to throw down? This week or this month or this year or next year or whenever he likes or whenever he's ready. It's left to you to name it. When? Do you want him to throw down those things? The second thing I want to talk to you about is divine amnesty. So get your pen. Those of you who want to take notes. This is just the... I'm still going to go to preach what I really wanted to preach. This is just because I missed you, so I'm... Some of you are like, well, wherever you go, you didn't tell me you were traveling. Divine amnesty means that there is always a time, first of all, amnesty. What does amnesty mean? Forgiveness. Release, yes. Consideration. Pardon. Uh-huh. Huh? Mercy, uh huh. Amnesty, huh? Go free, you go free. Free from what? Yesterday the Lord spoke to me those two words: divine amnesty. The first one He told me is He said, "You've seen overtaking, but you have not seen overthrowing." That's why we just prayed. You've seen overtaking. You've seen speed. But you have not seen overthrowing. You can't overtake somebody you have not overthrown. In fact, the purpose of overtaking them is to throw them down. Huh? Is that good? I heard somebody say, that's good, that's good, sir. I know it's good. Even if you don't tell me, I know it's good. Somebody told me already. Some of these powers don't require to be overtaken, but they require to be thrown down. Praise the Lord. Now he said to me, he said, divine amnesty. That's all I heard. Divine amnesty for what? For who? What does it mean? There are three areas you can get amnesty for. The purpose of amnesty is to add to you. 
the purpose of amnesty is to bring a release of one dimension or another into your life. You cannot have amnesty and be the same. Amnesty means something is released to you. And something is given to you. And there is a level of freedom that comes into your life. That is unmerited. That you didn't qualify for. You're going to be shouting in a moment. Divine amnesty means is originated, is perpetuated, is sustained, is motivated by God Almighty Himself. It's a God idea. I've never heard divine amnesty. I'm just explaining it to you as He explained to me by His Spirit. Amnesty means somebody has been in a place. He or she shouldn't be. You have no business being there, but you are being there, and you you can get out, and and you're for right reasons in that form of captivity or bondage or in a trap or in a pit or in a prison. In you're you're in a you're captured. You're a captive. You're in captivity. You're in trouble. But you you know you ought not to be there, but you found yourself there. And you've cried, and you've fasted, and you've prayed, and you've done all kinds of things, poured oil, poured water, poured this and that, but nothing has shifted. And God is watching. And then he wakes up and says, you know what? You don't need to go to court. Well, he wakes up, meaning if, if he, he, he doesn't sleep, but you know what I mean, you know. And he just says, you know what? Enough of this. You don't need to hire an attorney. You don't need to go to court. The case is against you. All charges against you. You're not going to get out. But you know what? I tear the papers. I overthrow the case. Case dismissed. Just go home. Not even a dollar comes from your pocket. And then, I'm coming, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your frontier. And then he says to you, and for all the damages and harassment and intimidation, and all of this uh, hell that you've been through, we're going to have to set up a compensation package for you. Divine amnesty for those who need it. Let me give you an example. Should I give you an example? You're owing somebody big money. You can't pay. You don't want to pay. Because you know you ain't got it. If you had it, you would have paid. So you really don't want to pay. And you don't have it anyway. And then the person you're owing doesn't want to let you go. But the president wakes up one morning and says, anybody who is owing anybody such and such an amount, who lives in such and such a place, is hereby released from their debt. And then you just happen to have moved from where you used to live to Georgia. And it just happened that the day you arrived was the day they made the announcement that only those in Georgia or wherever you live, those watching, is, are those who are affected. Yes. And you had just fooled the car dealer that you can really pay. But they took your down payment. They knew they were going to get the car back from you in two months or three, you know. 
And then something happened, and they said, you know what? Those who bought such and such a car at such and such a time, within this time span, guess what? We just want to do something good for our customers. Please expect a letter in the mail. You don't need to pay no more. That is a kind of am amnesty. Divine amnesty covers every area of life. But there is another side to it. You may not owe somebody. Divine amnesty also means that God speaks to someone and says, you know what? You see that lady over there or that man over there or that church over there or that pastor over there? You really don't know them. But just go over there and ask them what they need. And go ahead and cut a check for them. One pastor ordered for, all right, somebody standing, receiving it. Well, receive it then, take it. Did you hear the testimony? The brother is not even in this church, was not here. His mother said, go tell him. Two years, no job. For what? Devil, first he took his father from him. Now he went through school, two years sitting down, no job. And his mother is scratching and for what? Then why are you called if you can't solve such a problem? What's the purpose of the anointing? But you see, she is new in the Pentecostal world. She doesn't know all the things you and I know. See, sometimes the knowledge we have can be a problem. Go tell him he got the job. Who are you? Are you working for the government that you're giving jobs? If so, how come you didn't give jobs? When did pastors start giving jobs to people? The Catholic lady just believed. When the pastor said, you have a job. The boys, I don't know if he's Catholic or Pentecostal or I don't know what he is. How will it not work? Because it's not been churchized. A word comes, you receive it, you think on it, you dwell on it, you speak it, you throw it out there, you say it, you believe it, and nobody will talk you out of it. And they're telling her, is that the Pentecost? Anyway, they say she hired me to preach. I said there's somebody here, you're going to receive a big miracle. Some people will say, how is it going to be? It's not just the speaking, it's the receiving. Do you know how much is happening here? You can't, listen, what is the point of going to a church where your life remains the same? Huh? I wouldn't like to go to such a church, but I also check myself. The, the, what's the point of going to church fasting for one whole year with nothing to show for it? Huh? Huh? You can't go on like that. The power in the command of a prophet. Let's close with that. The command, the commanding power of a prophet. Mm. The commanding power of a prophet. <laughs> Mm. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 1 we had gone there before 